You are listening to Power Tools for Parents. Parenting is tough, and often we feel like we don't have the right tool for the job. Listen in as in all three of Legacy Christian Academy's division counselors and occasional outside guests discuss compelling parenting topics and give you practical, effective tools for your parenting toolbox. Welcome to Power Tools for Parents. We're so glad you joined us today. Um, I am here with my co-counselors, Dr. Lana Sneer. Lana, say hello. Hello. And Kristen Gordon. Hi there. Our lower school counselor. And I am Jenna Snyder, the upper school counselor and director of guidance counseling here at Legacy. We are just coming back from our Christmas break, so we are either refreshed or really rusty. We can (laughs) Rusty. I'm feeling rusty. (laughs) Yeah, but we had a wonderful break with families. We just talked. We trust that your break was uh, wonderful as well. It's always such a blessing to get that time. Uh, My husband's always so jealous, and I'm like, well, you two could have been in education. You picked your career. Well, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So... um, We are going to talk to you today a little bit about a topic that came to us, and when we all three said it, we were like, yeah, that one would be fun, and it is three (laughs) things I would tell my younger parenting self. Now, Lana and I here are the grandmas of the bench, so so we have probably more than three. Probably, but I also know, you know, you girls have heard me say, I would... What I would tell my younger self would be, don't do it. But <laughs> then it. I get the grandkids and I'm going, okay. Yeah. So the grandkids are the reminder of why we actually <laughs> do Exactly. It. Yeah. And then we've got Kristen, who is the baby of the bunch. Um, and you're still young. So I don't, do you have a younger parenting Thank self? You guys. Oh, I certainly <laughs> do. But I appreciate that very much. Uh, but um, yeah, we all have things we've learned and that we can share. And Kristen brings a really fresh, awesome viewpoint to the group since she's in the trenches with you right at this moment. Um, So we thought we'd just kind of go around and each share, each share until our time runs out here. And um, my first one as I thought through this, is to not get too caught up in appearances. So as I thought back over my parenting years, honestly, um, it really stemmed from we were watching some old family videos. Mm. And this is going to sound really weird, but I noticed how perfect everything looked. And you would think that would make you proud or make you think, oh, look, you know, I had I had it all together kind of thing. But it kind of made me a little sad or just reflecting of I spent a lot of time picking out a lot of really pretty decorations for my mm. house, yeah. making sure that everything was in order, that everything was off the counters. But did I really, you know, did I really invest everything I could have in my kids during those tender years? Mm. I don't know how that comes across. I mean... If you know me, you know I'm not materialistic. So it's not that. It's just that I was very into um, the aesthetics of things. Well, I think your intention was to create a home. So we feel like that intention is good. Thank you. I guess, yeah. Very relatable. It's really, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so I think my intention was good. But at the same time, um, I also just had to think, okay, yes, but did I let things get messy Mm -hmm. and real enough to just not 
not care and just spend that quality time. And I, I would like to think I did, I did some of that, but I think I could have done more of that. And it's not just really about the house. I think it really applies to all things, the appearances of things, whether it be grades. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we have a lot of families who struggle with this, you know, I have a oh. lot of kids in my office with anxiety and, and bottom line, you know, expectations are nothing less than a B. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could talk about that for a long time as another podcast. But um, just just the expectations we put on our kids that are tied into appearances. Um, and then the comparison trap that goes along with that. You know, we don't, I don't think, consciously compare ourselves to others. But I know looking back at that time as I was in it in my younger parenting days, I I honestly probably did have the thought, well, you know, they're taking a vacation for spring break. Mm, so, mm-hmm. so it, it, it put something within me to want to take that vacation for spring break, break, et cetera. So, so I think just avoiding everything that had to do with just purely appearances right. and kind of getting to the heart of things more and what was right for our family and that, I don't know, that's kind of broad mm-hmm. and sweeping, but I'm hopefully you guys can relate. Yes. Yeah. And you know, what I'm thinking too, Jenna, as I look back is if follows up really well with that is, um, making sure that we stop and remember that we are exactly the parent that not only our child needs, but that God chose for our child. And a lot of times, I agree, we get caught up in that comparison. And sometimes that comparison leaks over into, I'm not that kind of mom. I'm, you know, look how good a mom she is. Look how patient she is. Um, Look how she does this or she does that. So we compare, am I as good a mom? Is that mom? Or am I the same mom Mm. as that mom? And what we need to realize is that God chose us for that child that he's placed in our home, knowing what kind of mom we would be. And so it's like, you know what? I might not be that kind of mom, but I'm the right mom. And I, I've really seen that come full circle watching my kids parent now. Each one of my older kids have, you know, babies of their own. And that came to light over Christmas break when they're Mm -hmm. all at my house and the kids are, you know, the grandkids are all running around and arguing and fighting or whatever. And and one of my, my son-in-law was going to scold his daughter and, you know, my other child looked and kind of gave the look of, well, oh my gosh, you're being so hard. Yeah. And so there was this judgmental moment that passed and, and I was able to pull them aside and go, you know what? That's exactly the right way that God desired that child to be parented. God knows what that child needs and knew that she needed a dad who would be more strict and more firm. So, you know, a good reminder for my kids to know that we're all going to do this different. Right. We all are going to parent differently, but all of our kids are different and God has chosen us uh, for those kids. And so parenting in just the the way you are and according to your own nature is actually being a successful parent. And I wish I had known that and gotten less caught up into trying to parent the way everybody else parented instead of just focusing on my kid, my personality, and parenting the way that God designed our family. So that's wonderful. That takes a lot of of pressure off, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. To try to be the perfect parent, just be, just be the, the parent God's created you to be. Absolutely. And one of mine that really stuck with me that I would tell my younger parenting self is to really get involved in a home group or life group really early on. Um, That's not something that entered our story until my oldest was like five and youngest was two. 
But I just think through like what a blessing that would be um, to be in that tight-knit church community, um, you know, in each other's homes, living life together earlier on in our story. That would be. Uh, yeah. And it gives you that community Absolutely. as well, that support. So. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. There's nothing more powerful than a really good life group yes. and for your kids to witness that and be a part of that. Um, I know we lead a life group. My, my daughter is still living at home. Avery is still at home. She's 23. We lead a life group um, from our church and it's real, it's real uh, diversified. It's all ages. Um, and we honestly, we get really weary of it. And so there's times when we're like, you know, maybe we just don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and Avery, are, are, she's 23 and she's yeah. still feeling the influence of that life group. She goes, oh, no, no, no. That's one of the best things you guys do. Oh, I love that. So for her to feel that and know that. Mm-hmm. And then I just think like you're saying, Kristen, at an early age, what a, what a yes. blessing for them to be involved and see mm-hmm. the church that yes. way. Absolutely. Yeah. Super impressionable. Um, okay. My next one, this minor, minor, like deep and kind of weird, <laughs> but I'm, I'm throwing them out there. Um, here was another thing that I feel I could have done better that as I look back to my younger parenting self. So I wrote this down as keep the pulse on all your kids, mm. not just the ones who who are the most needy. Wow. Yeah. So for me, um, not naming any names to protect the innocent. (laughs) Just in case they're listening. My older two. So I had, um, and they're all amazing, obviously, you know, you can relate kids. Kids are just different level of intensity. Sometimes different levels of maintenance. And my oldest two required a lot of time and energy in different ways. A lot of time and energy. My youngest, um, not so much. And I don't know if that's just the third child thing, you know, you're throwing them in the car. They are so flexible. They pretty much can just, you know, they can eat anywhere. They can sleep anywhere. God bless them. Yeah. There's no schedule for the, there's no schedule (laughs) and they just get, they just get what they get. But, but I know with her, this kind of came out in a conversation. Um, and this is Avery again, but came out in conversation later now in her little uh, semi-adult life. She's 23. I think I said that. Um, that there were times when I was really tending to the other one's needs mm-hmm. and my energy was all focused there that she felt like she was being getting the short end of the mm-hmm. stick. And... And in the moment, we do the best we can do. So, I mean, I give myself grace in that. But at the same time, was I really aware that the one who's kind of in the background being quiet needs that attention as well? And how could I have done that better? And I think think we may all have, I don't know, not all of us, but a lot of us have the one child who's just kind of in the shadows, in the background, Mm -hmm. doesn't speak up a lot, doesn't require much. So are we making a concerted effort to um, to minister to them, to tend to their needs, to have a special day just with them, to mm-hmm. to have conversation. You know, it, you'd feel like the others. It, maybe it sucks up your energy, but just to um, to let God kind of work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is important. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, well, and it brings just just an aside to what my second one was, but it just it's a great reminder, Jenna, that um, gosh. This parenting thing is hard. Yeah. And, and and you look and you go, even now as our kids are older, we're being shown 
areas where maybe we, I don't want to say failed, but maybe we didn't do as good as we could have done. Um, but how beautiful to know that, you know what, we're doing the best we can. I, I think we, we have to really remember that, you know what, we love them. Our intention is good. Moms live with so much guilt. Yeah. Uh, and you just lay in bed at night and you replay the day and the areas where you failed. And, you know, what an important reminder to sit and go, you know what, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can and I love them dearly. And where I do falter, God will fill in. Yeah. And I can trust that. And, you know, so, you know, I just want to toss that out as kind of an aside that, you know, gosh, we're doing it. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're doing it. Yeah. And, and we're, we're, we're batting a hundred, you know, a thousand or whatever. But I think yeah. that's, it's a good reminder. Um, so anyway, that was a side. I just, that was on my heart. But um, the other thing for me was simplify. You know, um, we just try so hard to do, to pour so many things. And, you know, someone told me when one of my, my first one was born, is like, you get 18 summers with her. And I was like, oh, my stars. Yeah. Okay, then I got to pack a lot in. Um, and so we, we did try to pack a lot in, a lot of trips and a, and a lot of things into every holiday and see how much we could cram in. And what I learned as they got a little bit older was, simple was better. Yes. Um, and even now as my kids are grown, it's not those big things that they talk about. It's not the trip to Disney. It's, you know, it's not a, about the big gift that we saved up to buy them. What they talk about are the little things that we did consistently. Mm-hmm. So whether it was, you know what, we always had pancakes on Saturday, no matter what we always did. You know, we always had every Friday, we always stopped at the gas station after school to get the drink and the snack. Mm-hmm. We always, you know, so it was the simple little things that had the greatest impact on their heart and who they were. And that's what they remember. So I said, you know, I think that we have to stop trying so hard yeah, and just remember to keep it simple Mm. and be consistent with those simple little things. And that's where your kids will just really flourish. Isn't that great? That's so true. I don't know if maybe just coming right off of Christmas, but (laughs) you know, just because I think when we make it complicated, then we're not our best. Mm -hmm. Right. If it's complicated and it's, it's work for us, we're tired before it even starts, you know, (laughs) we can't sit down and fully be present. So, yeah. And we even asked our kids this Christmas and again, they're in their twenties, late twenties, what their favorite gift was. And most of the time, most of them were like, I, I can't really even remember that many gifts, mm-hmm. but they could remember putting out reindeer food. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so I'm like, oh my gosh. And I looked at them and laughed and said, we spent way too much money. Over exactly. The years. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah. You, we can, you can do without. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. My next one that would really tie into that with simplifying is just the relationship with grandparents and great grandparents um, mm-hmm. and just how that. important that is. So I would tell my younger parenting self to simplify those times. Like we always had activities with the kids and their grandparents and great grandparents, but sometimes just slowing that down and hearing more stories and yes. learning more family traditions and just that firsthand knowledge, um, I think is so incredibly important and something that that I wish I would have known more of as a younger right. parent. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Like what, what are some things that your kids have done with grandparents or what do you, as you think about that? Yes. I mean, sitting on like my mom's patio, she had a wraparound patio. We'd like sit and have coffee or the kids would have tea and like, she's very into nature. And so I know the kids have like strong grandparent memories. Mm -hmm. Um, but like just hearing firsthand the stories and things, yeah. I feel like um, is something that we could have done better about. And we still have the opportunity with, you know, one grandparent and great grandparent. But um, it's definitely something that's extra special. Well, I think as we, we get older, you start yes. to probably look back and think, I wish, you know, as an yes. adult, I would have had more intentional mm-hmm. conversations with my grandparents. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be activity based. It can just be, you know relationship and story and yeah, yeah for sure kind of times. just time spent yes. you know the thing about um Kyle one time said my son about going to my mom and dad's he's like you know they're never in a hurry mm-hmm. over there wow. <laughs> yes. that's powerful though right that's and I and powerful. I thought gosh okay so maybe we are in a hurry which you know it just necessitates when you've got a busy little family but yes. but it is true they don't have the appointments in the agenda uh-huh. and so just to sit and talk and the stories that they tell yes it yeah, like it's remarkable the yes. wealth of of um, story and just just lessons learned and it's priceless, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I love that. We have to make time for that. That's not mm-hmm. going to just happen on its own. Right. I love that one, Kristen. Okay, my next one. We're going to go around again one more time <laughs> with our third our third bit of advice we would tell our younger parenting self. And, and this one I did right, okay? So I, <laughs> I like, Lana, I like how you keep giving me the pass. You're like, we were the best we could be. But no, I feel, I feel that too, because this certainly isn't a podcast to be all about, you know, here's what we did wrong, you know, just right. grieving what we did wrong, because we, we know we did a lot of things right. And I do believe you are the best you can be in the moment. Um, but yeah, so this one... Uh, I wrote it down as make the late night Sonic run. Mm. (laughs) So uh, this I think especially applies to teenagers. It could apply to little kids as well. But, but I recognized the fact that my teenagers were on a completely different time schedule than I was. And so they really, any little time they wanted to talk was usually the worst time for me, but I grabbed it. Because I knew that those little precious snatches of time were going to be few and far between. And like they were never going to be on my timetable. So I had to just go with it. Mm-hmm. So um, one, of, um, one of Avery's memories that she has with, with her, uh, one of her best friends, they, she'd had, she would have sleep, they would have sleepovers. And they would come in my room literally, I don't know what time Sonic closes, but is it open all night? No, it's not. Midnight, maybe? It's Whataburger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So obviously I wasn't going past midnight. But let's just go up into the very last moment of closing. Maybe it's 1130 at night. Um, and, she, you know, I'm in my pajamas. You know, and she'd come in my room. Will you take us to Sonic? This is before they could drive. So they must have been more like middle school, actually. Right. And um, I did. I would. I did. You know, sometimes I'd just throw a robe on. Sometimes I'd just put jeans Good on. Good for you. Uh, you know. But I did, be, and we laughed so hard. Because, you know, those, I mean, you're kind of giddy at that hour. And yes. it, was, it was just so fun. But I, um, I don't regret a moment of that. 
um, whether it was that or Amanda would always, for some reason, she always would come get me to go to the pharmacy to pick up a medicine or something <laughs> like it. There she is in high school, you know, but um, it, it seemed like we ran to CVS or Walgreens a lot. Right. And she'd ask me to go do that with her, I think, just to keep her company. Yeah. I didn't want to go do that. I had a million right. things to do. But I wanted to spend time with her. And it was it was those snatches of time that I don't, I don't regret. I don't. So, so when you don't feel like doing it, but your teen, it's, it's time with your, with your preteen or teen, do it mm-hmm. because you don't ever want to look back and you will look back when they're, uh, will you ever look back when they're not with you anymore and they're freshmen and college, I mean, all the way home from dropping them off as freshmen, you know, you're just boohooing and thinking about, you know, yeah, I should have made that late night sonogram. <gasps> so, so do it. You won't regret it. Right, because one day they won't want you to. And that's true, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually true, too. You'll be asking them, take me to Sonic. Yeah, let's go to Sonic. (laughs) Okay, so my last one um, is it kind of stems off a conversation I just had with my oldest child, who's about to have her second baby. And so she was talking a lot about, you know, what's it like to add a second and, you know, how easy her first child is and what if she's messing that up by adding a second that's probably not going to be easy. And, and she's, so she's asking, and this is a little boy versus a little girl. And so she's been asking a lot of questions and, you know, I think she told me the other day, she said, mom, the best answer you gave me is stop planning wait till you meet him, you know, and because it's that knowledge that we have to parent the child that God gave us. Yeah. And all of our kids are different. And so there, there's no such thing as cookie cutter parenting. And, and I know a lot of you are in the trenches and I know you, you know this already that, you know what, you, you parent each one of them differently. Um, you know, what works for one may not work for the other, but you know, it's easier. I found it easier because I had four kids, three that were very close in age. So I found it easier for myself just to go, okay, this is how I'm going to do this. Right. Um, these are the rules for how I'm going to discipline. This is the pattern, how I'm going to do this because that simplified my life, but it was very ineffective. Right. You know? And so I had to like step back and I wish I would have realized that earlier to step back and go, okay, wait a minute. Let me really think about who my kids are, really know them, their strengths, their weaknesses, their needs, um, how they operate, and then let me parent according to that, you know, and um, I, I learned that, but I did learn it at a, at a later stage, and I wish I would have known it from the get-go, mm-hmm. because it would have made things a lot easier, Yeah, you know, and so that's really um, one thing that I look back, and I was, I said that even to my daughter that's pregnant, I was like, that's probably my biggest regret as a parent is that I did not take that time in the beginning when they were little to really understand that, you know, the temper tantrum that they're throwing doesn't have to look like the temper tantrum that my oldest threw or for the same reasons. It may not be manipulation. It may be something else based on this child's personality. Um, You know, so getting to know your kids and a parenting according to, to their needs I think is, is crucial. That's cool. I like that advice. So wait, wait until you meet them. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's really cool. And then study them. Don't expect them to be like the other ones. Right. And, um, you know, just like we would have a different plan of attack we, 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 for lots of things in our lives, like we might need a little different plan of attack in our parenting and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's good, Lana. That's really good. One thing I'd tell my younger parenting self, but also like ourselves now as parents is just to reflect and celebrate, just to Mm -hmm. take the time to look at what's going well and 
um, how the family is functioning well and um, how you're pouring into your children. A lot of times we can be kind of critical of ourselves and the decisions that we're making. And we do as parents make hard decisions all the time. And so taking time to reflect and celebrate what we, what we are getting right, (laughs) I think is really powerful. Yeah, I agree with that. That's good. We, we, um, we're going to declare family meetings in our house (laughs) and now we, I mean, she's 23, but we decided uh, my, my husband now decided, I think we need a family meeting kind of like just a state of the union Uh and it it won't be like a bashing time. He's like, I feel like we need to just celebrate. Like you're saying, celebrate what we've done, right. What we've done well, what are our challenges? Where do we need to support each other better? Mm -hmm. Um, and as a, as a family, that's great. I think we don't often take time to do that. So, yeah, so, so, and I agree. And I I just, again, reiterate that celebrate what you're doing. Well, you know, God has honored you with this child that is his child and he's loaned that child to you and he wouldn't have loaned it if he hadn't trusted you. Yeah. So stop doubting whether or not you're the right person or you're doing it well enough and begin to believe that you are. Absolutely. And again, you know, as we, as we do a podcast like this, um, just like everything in life, we can always look back and think, oh, I should have done this. Or if I had only done that better, or I wish I would have this, but if you get, if you get too caught up in that, like you said, Mm -hmm. and bash yourself, then um, that's not productive. Mm -hmm. And um, the Lord certainly doesn't want to get us in a place where we're stuck looking back, regretting. So that's not what this is. This is just more of, you know, um, if I could tell you something today, something that I learned, something in my experience that, um, that maybe you want to think about for your family. Um, these are the, these are some of the things. So yeah, we 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 uh, we hope you've enjoyed this conversation. We could probably go on and on. Oh yeah, I love this conversation. Yeah. just because I mean it, we've lived it. We get to reflect back and, and yeah. really think through it better. So. Yeah, it's it's fun to reflect back, and we we got a lot more right than we give ourselves credit. Don't we always just focus on the negative? Yeah. Isn't that just the way it is? <laughs> we we don't always we don't always pull out the things. We dwell on the one little tiny thing that maybe we messed up. The one little time we yelled, as, as opposed to the hundred millions times we. Stayed up till three in the morning, whatever, putting <laughs> yes. together the dollhouse and <laughs> all yeah. the other, all the yeah. other things so we do as mom. That's probably the best advice for what would I tell my young, younger parenting self? You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. So we want to tell you today, you are doing a great, great job. Yes. yes. And um, if we can help you parent better, then you just give us a call. We are here all the time for you here at Legacy. We want to serve you as well as our students. So please email us with any questions or thoughts you have maybe regarding this podcast. Um, We know we kind of hit on a bunch of different things, but hopefully something resonated with you. And we're just so grateful that you're taking the time and spending this little moment of time with us. It means a lot to us. And uh, we, we can't be more grateful for your support and um, tuning in and listening. So be sure to subscribe and uh, pass it around to all your other legacy friends and family. And um, we'll see you next time. This has been Atara from fourth grade. Thank you for listening to Power Tools for Parents. We are so glad you joined us today. Spread the word and be sure to subscribe for more parenting tips to help you along this journey.